Hello and welcome to another episode of the Secular Buddhism Podcast. This is episode number 164. I am your host, Noah Roshetta, and today I'm going to share some thoughts regarding the Buddha's final teaching. As always, keep in mind you don't need to use what you learn from Buddhism to be a Buddhist. You can use what you learn to simply be a better whatever you already are. If you are interested in learning more about Buddhism, check out my book, No-Nonsense Buddhism for Beginners, available on Amazon, or listen to the first five episodes of this podcast. You can find those episodes by visiting secularbuddhism.com and clicking on the link that says Start Here. If you're looking for a community to practice with and to interact with, consider becoming a patron, a supporter of the podcast, by visiting secularbuddhism.com and clicking on the link Uh, that says to uh, join our community. So this week I wanted to share some of my thoughts regarding uh, the Buddha's final teaching. And this comes from uh, the the book Old Path, White Clouds. Uh, As part of the podcast supporters group, uh, part of Patreon, we have a study group and we read, uh, we have a book assignment that we read every week. And the, the book that we've been reading that we just finished up is Old Path, White Clouds, and that's where some of these thoughts come from, uh, and we'll be starting a new book this week. Um, and speaking to that real quick, on Sundays, I do a Zoom call, a live Zoom call every Sunday with podcast listeners and supporters, and uh, we, we, we have discussions around specific topics, and all of the topics that, I, that I'm sh- sharing today come from conversations that we've had on these Zoom calls. So uh, while the podcast does uh, come out, you know, once every few weeks, uh, not as often as I'd like sometimes, uh, it really, the conversation really is an ongoing conversation and it does take place on Sundays at noon. I do these Zoom, Zoom calls and if you want to be a little bit more engaged with the topic or with uh, Buddhist practice, um, that might be a great a, a great place to start. You can check that out if you become a supporter of the podcast. That information is on the website. So I just wanted to start with that because that's where these topics are coming from. The last two or three weeks, um, we've been discussing different ideas, and these ideas have kind of come together in what I want to share in this podcast episode. Uh, so first is this notion of leaving the nest. Um, and this this takes place for a few reasons. Uh, I'm thinking about this for a few few reasons. I'm in Arizona this week teaching a powered paragliding course, and um, in a way, the the process of teaching someone how to fly, there is the moment in the training where the proverbial being kicked out of the nest uh, takes place, right? In a literal way, with this, because you're teaching someone to fly. But at some point, they're just going to have to learn, or they're going to have to attempt that first solo, the first flight where they're all alone, and that's kind of like being kicked out of the nest. So I I wanted to share some thoughts around this, the, the notion of leaving the nest. Um, there's a quote by Pema Chodron where she says, To be fully alive, fully human, and completely awake is to be continually thrown out of the nest. And I like this expression that she has, uh, that she shares, the notion of of being thrown out of the nest. Now, life has a way of throwing us out of the nest. Sometimes you leave the nest because you were ready and you wanted to. 
Sometimes you're thrown out of the nest. Sometimes you slip and fall out of the nest. Sometimes lightning strikes the branch and the nest comes flying down. You know, like there, there are many reasons or, or causes and conditions that can uh, put us in the place where suddenly we are out of the nest. And uh, this is something that I think we, we need to take into consideration when we're trying to apply Buddhist concepts and ideas into practice, this notion that life is always throwing us out of the nest. And this happens in many ways. You know, you, you're, you become comfortable uh, as a, uh, in the womb, and then suddenly you're thrown out of the nest, right? You're, you're, you're born. Um, you're just starting to get comfortable as a toddler, and then you're not, you've got to go to school. Uh, you're comfortable, you know, being on your own, then suddenly you fall in love, or you're comfortable being in a relationship, and suddenly the relationship's over, or comfortable with a job, and then suddenly the job fires you, or the company goes bankrupt, or, you know, things happen, and we're constantly being thrown out of the nest, the nest being wherever you are that feels comfortable at the moment. That's the whole notion of the nest, right? It's the, it's the place of comfort. And what happens when suddenly uh, you're not in that place of comfort? So that's one idea I want you to hold in mind as I approach this topic, uh, the notion of, of leaving the nest and the Buddha's last teaching. So the, the Buddha's last teaching takes place, he was roughly 80 years old towards the end of his life, and remember, throughout all this time, he's gathered a significant amount of uh, followers and, and people who want to learn his ways, his teachings. And one of the great concerns that they had as he was getting older and getting closer to the end of his life was the fear of, well, what are, what are we going to do once you're gone? Once the teacher's gone, then what happens? And one of his final teachings was this teaching of be an island unto yourself and the notion of you can take refuge in yourself you will be your next teacher it's essentially what he was telling his followers and his disciples and i think there's a, a profound lesson in that and i want to expand on that a little bit but first before i jump into that too much let's go back real quick to some of these other thoughts that i've had in our previous Sunday Zoom calls. These are topics that we've discussed as a group. And one of them that I think correlates with everything is the notion of the other side. Uh, and this emerges from the story that I've shared on the podcast before, the story of, of the gentleman trying to cross the river and he can't find a spot to cross, but he notices a monk uh, sitting on the other side and he yells out and asks him, hey, how do I get to the other side? And the monk looks around a little bit bewildered and says, you are on the other side. That's a, a, a funny story that has a very profound implication, especially in Buddhist practice, which is the notion that, uh, as John Kabat-Zinn says, wherever you go, there you are. Uh, the place where you are uh, for you is different than the place where you are for someone else based on perspective. And in this case, the monk on the other side was completely accurate in saying you are on the other side because according to his perspective that's exactly where this person was um, I think when we take this thought and consider what what it means it's like the Japanese proverb that says the reverse side also has a reverse side uh, I think 
a lot of times we spend the fo- we, we we focus on where we want to be but the journey of where we're going and where we want to be it, it starts with the awareness of where you are now and buddhism very much emphasizes this notion that the journey is the goal and if that's the case where you are now is more important than where you will be later certainly because where you are now influences where you will be later but rather than putting all the focus on that end you know the end goal you're focused on the uh, on the present and where you are right now so going back to the analogy of the man standing there at the end of the river or at the edge of the river to recognize I want to be on the other side there has to be this uh, profound acceptance of the fact that I am on this side which is the other side if I were standing over there now that's not to say okay well then you stay where you are and you don't have to do anything it's not that it's saying to be skillful with whatever you're going to do next to get to where you want to go next you have to be keenly aware of where you are now and I think Buddhist practice is in some ways essentially becoming keenly aware of where you are it's very much a practice of of understanding and the role that understanding plays in Buddhist practice uh, comes about in different ways one understanding where you are and why you are where you are uh, and two understanding ourselves and others in the context of causes and conditions why are you the way you are and why are you where you are um, brings about um, a natural form of, of compassion and kindness. A few weeks ago, Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh passed away, and he was, he played a very influential role in a lot of Western uh, Buddhist teachers, uh, a lot of Western Buddhist practitioners who encountered Buddhism through his books or through his thoughts. And I, I certainly count myself in that group as well, uh, having been influenced by a lot of his work. And he has uh, a really neat teaching about this notion of understanding, that uh, understanding is love's other name. So the correlation between understanding and love, Thich Nhat Hanh said, love has no meaning without understanding, and understanding is love's other name. Those are two different quotes that we have from him. Uh, but the essence of this teaching is that the more we understand something, the easier it is to love that thing. And I think that's true about circumstances, but it's also especially true about people. And it kind of shifts the focus instead of thinking, I have to love this person. Um, this is saying, no, you don't. Just try to understand them more. And if you understand them, loving them might be easier to do. It may very well arise naturally. Because as Thich Nhat Hanh says, love is, uh, understanding is love's other name. And I really like that. And I think this plays into um, the overall notion that learning to understand yourself is perhaps the greatest act of compassion that you can offer to both yourself and to the world in general. Because you end up having a greater sense of self-compassion, which makes you a more skillful and better whatever you already are, and that improves everything around you, the relationships you have with um, children and siblings and parents and co-workers and just interactions with random people on the street. So it's very much a way of changing the world um, 
but really what you're doing is just trying to gain more understanding about yourself. So that plays again into this notion that wherever you are, uh, that's where you are. And you want to have a, a, a keen sense of understanding of where you are. And I, I don't just mean this like physically standing where you are. This is in terms of what you are experiencing in life. We all have different phases that we go through, right? And when you're experiencing certain emotions, that emotion that you're experiencing, that's where you are. That's the thing you're experiencing. And there's always this focus to be other than where we are. We want to be over there, right? On the other side of the river. I'm over here experiencing, I don't know, grief or, or sadness, but I want to be over there experiencing joy or contentment. This is flipping all that on its, uh, you know, flipping the script, so to speak. It's saying, don't focus about there. Really come to terms with understanding why you are here. Change we know is inevitable. If you're here, um, you, you'll eventually be somewhere else, and that'll wherever you are will always be here. And um, so tying all this back into the Buddha's final teaching, uh, he said, again, to the monks who were concerned, what happens when you die? Who's going to be our teacher? His teaching was that you can be an island unto yourself. In other words, you can take refuge in your own self. You can be your own greatest teacher. Um, and I really like this thought because uh, how do we arrive at this uh, at this place where we start to have uh, a greater sense of feeling like refuge in ourselves? Well, I think it comes through introspection and through understanding. When we strive to get to know ourselves and the nature of our own minds, we start to feel a sense of compassion and a sense of trust in ourselves, which that's very much the definition of refuge, right? When you're in a storm, a place of refuge is the place where you can go to to get out of the storm, to, to, to seek shelter, to feel safe. Well, what, what greater place is there to feel refuge and to feel safe than with yourself in your own mind? We spend so much time, well, I'd say everything that we do, really, we do it alone. You know, sure, you have family and you have friends and you have uh, social circles, interactions, but really the nitty-gritty day-to-day experience of being alive is a very lonely process. It's you experiencing the emotions that you're experiencing, uh, having the thoughts that you're having. Um, at night when you go to bed, you're laying there and it's you and your thoughts, right? Until you fall asleep. And then while you're sleeping, it's you and your dreams. Uh, it's always it's always just been you with you. And I think that correlates, again, with this notion of this final teaching that the Buddha was trying to help his uh, followers understand that you, you're it, you know, it's you. At the end of the day, it's all you. And the greatest teacher that you've been looking for is actually you. Now, that's not to say that you can benefit from having other teachers. No doubt these monks were benefiting from having the guidance and the teachings of, of their teacher, of, of the Buddha. Um, we have this in school, right? If you go to school, your teacher, you benefit from learning from your teacher. But think about any, any subject. If I, uh, my, one of my favorite topics in school was history. And I really enjoyed hearing the lectures from my history teacher, but 
a t- the time came that I could start researching my own and watching documentaries and reading books gave me a very rich understanding of history. And in that sense, I was my own teacher. If I wanted to learn more, all I had to do was keep uh, reading or keep watching or you know doing things on my own. And in that sense, uh, you you kind of become your own teacher. And I think that's what the Buddha was uh, pointing at here at the end of his life. You don't need me. Sure, I've guided you. But really, all you've needed all along is a deeper understanding of you. When you know yourself to the point where you understand your uh, habitual reactivity, you understand uh, to some degree why you are the way you are, why you think what you think, why you say what you say, why you do what you do, there is a, an anchoring that can take place with that, that inner peace that I think we all strive for that comes from being at peace with you. It's when you are at peace with you that you have that inner peace. It cannot be external. It won't happen because of a relationship you have with someone, uh, you know, a teacher-student relationship. No, nothing can give that to you until you uh, gain that relationship with yourself, the relationship you have with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your emotions, with your actions. All of that comes together to create this strong sense of refuge and peace. I think that's what the Buddha had. I think you see this in other leaders uh, like Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, inside and outside of the Buddhist tradition. I think there are people who have complete inner peace but that peace is anchored in the peace that they have with themselves, the understanding they have with themselves. And I guess that's really what I'm trying to get at with this, uh, with, with sharing these thoughts. So the three concepts uh, that I had in mind were, one, the, the notion of leaving the nest. We're all leaving the nest all the time and in different ways. Sometimes it's dealing with a flat tire. Sometimes it's dealing with the loss of a loved one. Whatever it is, your the life is continually uh, throwing us out of the nest. Um, the second notion is that the reverse side also has a reverse side, or that wherever you are, wherever you go, there you are, or the recognition that I am on the other side of the river, even though I'm I'm on this side, because it's all based on perspective. So what that uh, reminds me of, and uh, just apply this to emotions, whatever I'm experiencing is what I'm experiencing. It doesn't need to be any other way. And I can be at peace with whatever I'm experiencing, whether they be pleasant or unpleasant emotions. It, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to have a deeper sense of understanding of where I am at this, uh, at this precise moment in time. So, uh, And then the third notion is the correlation between love and understanding, and that through an increase in understanding, there's naturally an increase in love. And therefore, there should be a, a significant uh, amount of energy that we are willing to invest in trying to understand, whether it be others um, or it be ourself, perhaps especially understanding ourselves, so that through that understanding of ourselves, we can do, as the Buddha advised, uh, we can reach the point where we take refuge in ourselves and where we become uh, like an island unto ourselves, where um, I don't need, I mean, to some degree, yes, you always need everything and everyone else because of interdependence, but as far as love and validity and approval, 
I only need me. Like I've got my own back. And that sense of peace that arises from you having your own, your own back. Um, I guess that's what I wanted to emphasize in this podcast discussion or podcast episode. So hopefully these ideas resonate with you. Again, these are topics that we talk about on the call every Sunday. So if you're ever interested in joining one of those, seeing what that's like, uh, reach out and join us. You can find the information for that on the website. For now, that's all I have for this podcast episode. I hope everyone's doing well, and I look forward to recording another podcast episode sometime soon. Take care, and until next time.